we're starting a three-week series called Awkward Family Christmas. Awkward Family Christmas. And today we're going to be looking a little bit at expectations. And I love Clark Griswold's expectation of what he's hoping for in a family Christmas. He says, Christmas is about resolving differences and seeing through the petty problems of family life. Yes, it is, isn't it, you know? And, uh, but for some reason, I think uh, it's a little bit more along the lines of Ellen's perception, I think is what a little bit more the reality is. She comes along and says that she just wasn't so sure about Clark's expectations. She said, you set standards no family event can ever live up to. How many here, in your head, just be honest, in here, you have some, some expectations for the holidays? Raise your hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you hope that everything plays out according to your expectations. And, and I think that, 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 that dream of that perfect holiday goes all the way back to when we were little kids. And you're excited about Christmas morning and getting everything from under the tree and all those things. And I can remember for me, my mom and dad are here today. Mom and dad, wave your hands. Yeah, that's mom and dad. And so when it comes down to it, I remember as a kid going to Grandma Bobby's house. That's my mother's mama. And we go to Grandma Bobby's house almost every Sunday. And she had that beautiful burnt rust color 1970s carpet. Remember that? And the green velour potato chip couch. We still have that potato chip couch. It's gray now. But I remember as a kid laying on that potato chip couch and holding a snow globe that Grandma had in the wintertime. This snow globe. How many grandmas had bobbles? Chotsky's stuff, yes. And I remember holding that globe and shaking it and moving it around and looking at it and just thinking, that's, that's Christmas. That's what it's supposed to be like. And then Dad would start to holler from the other room. No, I'm kidding. Kind of. Love you, Pop, okay? And so, so <clears throat> that bobble, that, 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 that globe that you would move around, it was the perfect environment, wasn't it? perfect because nothing could get into it there was no corruption there was nothing evil there was no politics in it I'm sorry we passed that season come on you know but still I mean there was no sickness no disease there was no no lying happening inside there no crazy Aunt Mabel's could fit in the snow globe it was just perfect. Nothing evil could get in. And, and the other thing about it is it was the same all the time. Every year, Grandma's snow globe, you could shake it, and it was the same setting every year, the same season, the same experience. It was exactly what you would hope for every time you picked it up. You never picked it up, and it was something different. But the problem with it is along those expectations, it was a little, it was artificial, you know, it wasn't real, it wasn't reality, it's artificial, like a little dream that you're holding in your hand. But isn't that what every one of us wants at Christmas time? Some little dream that we can, um, I don't want to say it, but manipulate. Or some little dream that we can just hold on to so easily and look at this and feel the warm fuzzies. And every one of us in this room, we know that Christmas is about Jesus. It is, Amen. You can't have a party without the person who is the party for showing up. I mean, we know it's about Jesus, but on the other hand, we have a lot of expectations about family and friends and stuff that centers around the season. And so today we're going to be looking at some of that, you know. We want that expectation. We want that, that thing that feels perfect, maybe the perfect tree, right? The family that all gets along together and there's no fighting. Perfect. We want that. We want that I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. We want that. 
that dream that we can hold in our hands. We want it. Maybe a little snow flurries, but not like Atlanta ice, but actual fluffy stuff. We want that. How about appreciative children opening presents and treating each other with kindness and respect? We want that, don't we? I remember years ago, my mother and father, they are those who have foster kids in their home. They've had kids in their home for years, 80, 90 kids throughout the years. And, and years ago, when they were a little younger, and they had a whole lot of children there at the house. And we would go with our kids, my sister and I. And even though my mom and dad have only had two of us, we've procreated pretty well. Tammy has four, and I have five. And so we bring our kids. And, and I remember it was craziness. Everybody opening presents and paper flying and insane. And, and, and all I could think of is, y'all are messing up my merry mood. I want to be happy. And you're killing it, you know, because all this craziness. And thank God we learned that slow down. Everybody, you open a present, and we watch you open it. And then you open a present. And we, how many do that? Okay, how many? It's just absolutely insane. Okay, okay. So for me, my expectation is, you open, and you open, and you open, and you open, and it's going to take forever. That's okay, you know. And so expectations, when they're not met, that's where frustrations can come in. And so with it, with Christmas time, it's just a season when you have a lot of expectations. And maybe not just generally with Christmas, just life in general. Don't we have expectations in general? Things that we expect out of life. Things we're expecting with our finances. Things we're expecting with our health. Things we're expecting with our relationships. And a lot of times, those expectations, what we're hoping for, they don't turn out the way we want. And, and it's not just that we don't have the snow globe experience. It's that that snow globe, actually, for some in this room this year, that snow globe was crushed. It's not just that it's not existent. I mean, it was crushed. And there's people in the room, you lost loved ones, and you prayed that God would heal that person. And for some reason, they still died. And others in this room, you're going through divorce. And others in this room, you have children that are running from you. And others in this room, whatever it might be, there's just things that we go through in life that are awkward. Things that we go through in life that are not lining up with our expectations, no matter how hard we try. And so what's it like? When your expectations aren't turning out, and, and, and things don't seem perfect, they seem a whole lot more awkward than perfect. Can we stand to our feet and read in Scripture, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25, and this passage of Scripture tells us the original Christmas story. And as we look at this original Christmas story, we're going to kind of see that it was, it was awkward for them as well. Let's go to verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to be put to her to, and unwilling to put her to shame, he resolved to re divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, "Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." Listen to that one more time. That which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, 
and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Father, over the next few minutes, just give us some insight in our expectations and how we can have hope in the midst of unmet expectations. Lord, use this story to set our hearts up and get us ready for this season. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have your seat. Life in general is awkward at times, you know. It's just awkward. And as you go through life, you need the interjection of grace to make it. How many here, you need grace? If grace didn't show up in your life every day, you wouldn't make it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need the interjection of grace. And, and I think Christmas is a great time to talk about that because Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus literally is the embodiment of grace, the embodiment of hope. It's all about Jesus. And we need him in our lives. And so often in life, we go through things that are just awkward. And I'm using that word. It obviously plays in with our series title. But I'm using that word. Let me define it. Let me put it up here. When it comes to the word awkward, because we need to find grace for the awkward moments in life, the awkward is this, causing difficulty. Yeah, there may be some of that this month, you know. Hard to do or hard to deal with. Yeah, sometimes family and sometimes things in life are hard to do and hard to deal with. Causing or feeling embarrassment or inconvenience. When it came to Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, they were the original awkward family. I mean, this whole thing's hard. This whole thing's difficult that's being placed upon this young family. Just this whole experience. We'll get to that in a moment. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be hard. So they are that original awkward family. When it comes to life, there's things that are difficult. There's things that are hard. And for many, this season is the hardest time of the year. You know, It seems like it's heightened in us relational losses. We feel even more, whether it's a loss through death or maybe a relationship that you've had that's, that's strained right now. You go into this season, it feels even more strained. It's a season when the reminder of financial loss can be so huge. If you're struggling with employment, if you're struggling with the lack of income, and you see somebody and their car is full of presents, and you're thinking, I can't even buy one gift for the one I love. And so you can have that sense of heightened frustration that those financial expectations aren't being met, and that can feel extremely awkward. And not necessarily it's a season that there's just more pain, it's just a season where pain is felt more. Does that make sense? And maybe that's not you, maybe that is you, but you just feel that even more. And I think a lot of that ties into expectations that are unmet. Christmas time, it's a season that depression increases. This is a season that, to be honest, you see people's frustrations and discontentment increase at times during this season. I think it's because we hold on to so much expectations. I want it to be like the snow globe, and it's not. And because of that, I feel the frustration, and I feel the pain in the midst of all those things. And so often in life, unmet expectations, they'll lead to intense frustration. And it can be not just the season of, a, of, the, of the Christmas time, but just any season. It'll rob us of joy in that season when we have those unmet expectations. How many remember yesterday, or last Sunday, I told you about the flooring I put together for Amy? Remember that for Thanksgiving? I, I did all this nice wood floor. And um, how many... I had unmet expectations. Those things looked great. My floor looked awesome. My father-in-law showed up last week who's a builder. And remember, I was trying to get it done so that when dad came, or Amy's mom and dad, it would look great. And, and father-in-law came, and he looks at it. It's the first time ever 
that my father-in-law didn't have something negative to say about something I've done. And I, and I love my father-in-law. I mean, it's just, but he's a, kind, he's a builder, and he's very good at it. And so I'm expecting him to walk in and look at stuff, and, well, now I wouldn't have done it that way, and I wouldn't have done this. And, but he walked in and was just like, fine job, son. Yeah, it was, you know. And, but I had unmet expectations. And what, what that was is that floor would stay looking good for the next 20 years, 25 years was my expectation. But I didn't realize that vinyl flooring that pieces together, um, Amy and I are what you call tight. We like to be tight. How many hasn't turned your heat on yet this year? Anybody? Yeah, okay. We hadn't turned our heat on yet, all right? And so two nights ago, mom and dad are coming yesterday. And so Friday night, I'm doing some final work on painting and finishing up a few things. My floor's looking impeccable. And I'm walking around about midnight and I'm seeing my floor is separating in spots. Although my father-in-law is wonderful and he tells me how good it all looked, he never told me, if you don't put heat in this house, when it gets cold, vinyl shrinks. So now I'm sick to my stomach because what looked perfect, I have a seam here and a seam there and a seam there. And I'm just, oh, my merry mood has been stolen. You know, it still looks good, right, Pop? Yeah, it still looks good. But I guarantee you, father-in-law shows up now. Well, now, son, this and this and that and this and that. Oh, I wish you just said, turn your heat on, boy. It's too cold in here, <laughs> you know. And so it's not that cold yet, right? And so Arden's in there shriveled. No, no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but my expectation was that the floor looks good today. It's going to look good for years to come. I did not realize you probably shouldn't let the temperature in the house get below 55, 50 or so, you know. <laughs> Is that cold? Really? We're from the north. <laughs> I realized as a kid, Dad, I did not know until I was an adult that, that you're not supposed to see your breath in your bedrooms. No, I'm, I'm being honest. We lived in an old house, a nice house. It was, it was an old mansion of a house, but it was built in like the teens. And, and literally, you would lay in bed through the wintertime. And how many from the north? Exactly. I thought that was normal. And so I went to live with people that had heat. And it was like, no, you're not supposed to see the breath at night, you know. So we're just trying to raise our children up. So, you know, yeah. That way if there's ever a war with the North, no, I'm teasing. I'm kidding. I kid. That was horrible. I tease. Okay, so let's keep preaching. So, not meddling. Basically, when it came down to it, I, I didn't realize that about that. So all this expectation, all this work, all this labor, and I'm just... You know, and to be honest, I was just a little bit pouty going into the next day, you know. Why? Because of stupid floor. It's not that big a deal. There's people in here that have really serious things that's causing those unmet feelings that are causing frustration. My thing was just not that big. But we're in a season where we do. We want time with friends and family and the children and eggnog and chestnuts roasting on a Exactly. We want that. But that idealistic, perfect scene is far from the experience of those who lived through the first Christmas. It is. Watch what it says in Matthew 1, verse, the first part. Let's do Matthew 1, verse 18, just the first part. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. Let's just stop there. All right? Expectations would, would 
every woman in here, you've dreamed of having kids and marriage and all those good things. So, so expectations would be this way, that the birth of Christ took place in this way. Mary and Joseph met, and they fell in love, and they got married. And as they were married for a while, Joseph had created a pretty awesome carpentry business, and that carpentry business is starting to get some affluence, and Ikea just picked up his line. So now the bank account is starting to get a little bit better, and, and all of a sudden, Jehovah God comes to them and goes, Mary and Joseph, I'd like to confer with you. I have an idea here, because you know how God likes to confer with us about things, <laughs> right? He just loves to run stuff by us to see if we're okay with it, and just waits for us to say, yeah, God, that's a good idea, so God would confer with them, and they would say, yeah, 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 let's do this baby thing. And, and the next thing you know, the baby would come, and they would go in the little nice, you know, um, vehicle over to Nazareth General Hospital. And, and little baby would come out, and he'd be a little perfect little eight-pound baby Jesus. You know, he'd be a little, <laughs> little perfect, and everything's just great. That's not how it happened. We know that, right? And so but that, that's that level of expectation but it doesn't happen that way. Watch what happens in verse 18b. Sometimes it's the B parts of things that's so frustrating, you know. The A part, ah, not so bad. Ah. But behind those unmet expectations, watch. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Betrothed. In the Jewish custom, betrothal was as, as deep as marriage. It just it lacked consummation, that's all. And so they would wait till the wedding night to consummate the marriage. But you were linked up as if you were married. And so this young woman's betrothed to this young man. And Joseph knows that he, they haven't been together, and now here's a baby. Sure, okay. That's some expectations that Joseph would not have had. That's something that's just raising a little bit of eyebrows. And he's wanting to trust his Mary because she's a good girl. He knows I don't know about you, it would be hard. It would be difficult during that season. This is not how I had planned it. And you can see that it starts to strain their relationship. Look at verse 19. Her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, he resolved to divorce her quietly. He's just going to walk away. You know what? I'll just walk away. I'll just leave her. I'll divorce her quietly. I don't want the scorn. I don't want the shame. I'm just going to walk away. And a lot of times I think that when we go through unmet expectations, those unmet expectations, those environments are actually the breeding ground of a miracle. Where you're frustrated, where you don't have under, all the answers to all the questions, where you're, you're going, God, how can anything good come out of this? Oh, that's right where God goes, watch me. You know? And some of you are in a situation right now where it's just God just wanting you to know, just watch me. I know you're frustrated. I know the snow globe is broken, or I know that it just doesn't look like all your expectations, but God is saying to you today, just watch me. Just watch. I've got something planned here. And so Mary and Joseph, he had a plan all along, but in that moment, Joseph, I'm sure, is frustrated, and he wants to jet. I'm thinking Joseph may have thought things like this. God, do I deserve this? Do I deserve this? I'm walking the way you want me to walk. I've got this girl in my life, and I just don't want to deal with this. And there's people in this room, you're going through some stuff. And you think, do I deserve this? Listen, we're in a fallen world that needs grace and the hope of Christ to intersect it. Your life is in the midst of a fallen society, fallen existence, fallen... 
And God wants to interject hope. And sometimes our expectations link up. And we look forward to seeing that expectation manifest. And when it doesn't, we feel like we've lost it all. No, 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 no. There's something about to be birthed in the midst of those unmet expectations. Just hold on. Keep your worship pure. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus because the baby's coming. Keep your eyes focused on what God's doing because the miracle's coming. I don't know what that looks like. But don't be robbed during this series or season because you're frustrated by those unmet expectations. I mean, I can see Joseph almost, God, if this is how you want to bless me, my word, take your blessing somewhere else. You know? But God had a plan for him. God had a plan for Mary. Obviously, a plan for baby Jesus. It's a beautiful story. But they don't have the benefit of a 2020 hindsight like we do. This is a young couple going, what in the world? You know? And so you see here in verse 20, <coughs> Joseph begins to consider. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. You can see Joseph, he's considering all this, the scorn, the frustration, the unmet expectations. He's considering all that, and an angel of the Lord comes and says to him, don't fear. I know this isn't the dream you thought you were going to walk into, but I'm about to do something, don't fear. I know you're frustrated, but I'm about to do something, don't fear, Joseph. And that angel came. Joseph had dreams, and now things are getting a little bit awkward. It's not the plan that he had, and he's worried maybe he's going to be scorned. If you know the story, what ends up happening, he has to take the whole family and end up going to Egypt. That wasn't in his plan. And this is just going to shake his whole life up. The expectations he had, it's just all going to be different. But Joseph, he considered what the angel said. He began to embrace the word from the angel, thank God, because it opened him up to the possibility of that miracle happening in their family. And it opened them up to the leading of God. It opened them up, and he did not miss the reality of what God wanted to do in them because of fear or because of frustration. He didn't miss it. Wouldn't you say that even though Joseph and Mary's experience wasn't ideal, I mean, it was very awkward the way that happened, wouldn't you say that that experience held within it an opportunity for a miracle? Wouldn't you say that? Oh, yeah. And every one of us, as we're going through life this month, and there's those little moments of frustration, whatever it is, look for the miracle in the midst of all that frustration, because I believe God can birth a little miracle in the midst of all that. He can give you an opportunity for a gift to be given like no other right in the midst of all that frustration from unmet expectations. What you literally are facing is conceived by God. And God is going to bring forth the fruit of what He desires. He's going to bring forth grace birthed into your frustrations. Grace birthed into the midst of your unmet expectations if you'll keep your worship pure. In other words, if you keep your eyes on Jesus and not on choking out your child. Okay? Keep your eyes on Jesus and not on frustration about what your husband did or did not get you for Christmas. You know? and those are kind of funny, but keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the fact that maybe, maybe you will be alone a good part of this season. You don't have to. Please call us. Let us know, you know. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 
this is that grace that God is trying to birth into our lives and into the midst of our unmet expectations. And, and I love it because fear, when we're frustrated, fear keeps us from finding the gift in the middle of our frustrations. It does. That fear that I, of, uh, I just don't know how this is going to be met. I don't know how we're going to deal with this. I don't know how. I don't know how. And we get fearful and we get frustrated. And all that just, just manifests in the midst of our unmet expectations. And that's why the Christmas story is full of angels telling people to fear not. You can see the angels coming to Mary, telling her not to fear. And she looks to God and says, be it according to you, according to your will. May it be unto me. I mean, she just instantly lines up. And I love it. One angel, one angelic visit for Mary. That's all she needed for the direction from the Lord. Joseph needed three. Why? Because us men, we struggle for directions. We just, we don't ever want to ask, you know. We don't. But Joseph, God intersected time and time through angelic visitation, just having, helping him to not have fear. Now, when I think about that idea of fear not, fear not, I want to bring it into our vernacular, okay? Because I, it may not be that you have fear because of unmet expectations, okay, this month. But you may freak out because of unmet expectations. Now, I'm using that word because Dad's here today. When I was a kid, that was something Pop always said. He would say, go for it. That was something he always said, too. Go for it. Go for it, you know. But he'd also say, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Ross Allen, it's all right. Don't freak out about it. You got this. Don't, don't freak out. So I'd say the same with us, you know. Those unmet expectations start to happen. Don't freak out. Just take a moment and go, you know what? It's going to be all right. God, what are you trying to do in the midst of this? What are you showing me? How's your grace going to intersect this moment? You know, there's going to be people lippy with you at the store. And I'm going to receive this for myself. Jesus, Ross Allen, do not freak out. Hallelujah. I receive that for myself right now, you know. Don't freak out. Just get ready for it. Things that you're expecting and hoping for and they're not happening, just know that's just going to happen. Original Christmas story it happened. But they didn't fear. They didn't fear. They feared. The angels said, fear not. And they put their trust in God. And the Savior of the world was birthed into that family. It's amazing. And I know God is still birthing things that point to Jesus in our lives. If we'll let him, don't allow unmet frustrations rob you. Don't allow those awkward moments to rob you from what God is trying to birth in the situations of your life. This morning, I almost got robbed um, in my heart before the first service. Get ready to come in here and get my worship on. You know, I, I heard the, the band practicing before service, and oh my goodness, it was so good. And I just couldn't wait to get in and worship the Lord. Amen? And so I'm ready to get in here, and Amy goes to me. She says, Ross, she said, we can't find Mac. You know, I want to go in and worship. You know, I don't want to come in late. You know, y'all can come in late, but I don't want to come in late, you know. I'm teasing. I'm late ever so often, too. But I'm just like, ah. So we, she, I'm like, where's he at? I don't know. He's been gone for like 10 minutes. He's five years old. He's gone for like 10 minutes. That means the church can almost be burnt down by that amount of time. <laughs> and so my expectations is the opening of a new series. It's, it's, it's just a, a good day. The worship team is on point, you know. Mary, oh, my goodness. I'm just like, aren't they awesome up here? I'm telling you. And so I'm just, I'm just excited about getting in here. And now I'm out for 10 minutes trying to find Mac. And we found him. You know, nothing was burnt down, praise the Lord. And, and so just, ooh, that frustration. Come in and all upset and took half a worship song to kind of shake it off. And, and um, no, and then the Lord's just like, yep, see, you needed to hear that, you know. 
And so all I'm saying is, same way with us, things might get a little crazy, but don't freak out. Don't miss what God's trying to do in the midst of all that. Watch what this says in verse 21. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You're freaking out, Joseph. You're considering all this stuff, and you're wanting to jet. But hold on. I'm about to bring hope to your life, and not just for you, but for the world. I'm about to interject grace into this world through your family. Hold on. On and watch what I have. Don't get discouraged. Don't be fearful. Don't freak out, Joseph. Watch what I'm going to do. It goes on. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. That's what. God wants our focus on during the season, not on our unmet expectations. Because listen, God is not only with us, He is for us. And He is birthing something in our lives that will bring God's desires for ourselves and for those that we're connected to on a daily basis. God wants to birth things into this season. And if we're holding on to unmet frustrations or expectations and we're frustrated, we're not seeing the ideal and with it we're having attitudes and with it we're, 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 we're downcast, we'll miss all the beauty of what God wants to do this month. Amen? And not just this month, but in the coming year. And so what I want you to do right now, if you would, I want you to just close your eyes for a second. If right now, be honest with yourself. You're dealing with some unmet expectations, some things you thought would be different by now, some attitudes that you may be dealing with with others, it might be finances, it might be relational, it might be health, but some things that you're just going, God, it's just hard, it's a, it's a heavy season, I want to see hope and grace in the midst of my situation, but it's difficult. If that's you, just hold up your hand. Yeah, yeah, I see hands, I see hands. Father, you see my friends today with hands raised. Lord, we've made some funny things here, and trivialize some of this, but the hands that are raised, it's not trivial at all. These are people whose hearts are heavy. These are people who, Lord God, it's difficult to see grace and hope in the midst of what they're going through. I ask that this would be a season, God, where they get their eyes on Jesus. They'd get their eyes on you and that they would see that you are working all things out. You are birthing a miracle in the midst of their unmet expectations. In Jesus' name I pray. Can everybody say amen? Amen, amen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Journey. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.